Hello, and welcome to Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. I'm super excited today. We have another interview with one of those amazing women out there who's doing this type of work. Erin Verdes is a spiritual life coach for women, and she is joining us today to tell us all about this incredible side of things that we don't often experience in our worlds um, from a whole completely different perspective. So welcome so much, Erin. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, welcome. We're thrilled to have you. And um, I want to share with our listeners a little bit why I asked you to come on, Erin. I heard about you through a fellow coach, right? Amy uh, Mm -hmm. Rose Carrillo, who's another coach friend of ours, um, Mm -hmm. introduced me to you because I, I, I was talking about how uh, she and I were having a conversation, and I was talking about how the experience of wom- woman in our culture is always in a second place. And having mm-hmm. been lived as a woman and then transitioned to, to male, I'm so mm-hmm. present to that experience all the time. Like, I am clear, born sans penis in America, you're just signing up for second class. <laughs> like, that's, just, <laughs> that's just what happens. Totally. And, I mean, it's just so obvious. And it's so, and, and constantly when I'm working coaching with women, we are constantly becoming conscious of that conversation because mm-hmm. I assert that it's a, a conversation that is the water that we swim in. And I'm mm-hmm. conscious of it, but yet they're not. So, for example, I have a woman who works with me who is older. She's in, and I tease about this all the time about how the greatest generation of men can't make their own sandwich. Um, mm-hmm. They could fight World War II, but they can't make their own sandwich because women, women have been doing this <laughs> stuff for them forever. Right. So that's true. And so I have a a client in that generation. We were talking the other day and she, she is, you know, one of my goals is always to have my clients get to a point where they can actually watch themselves really like from a, from a higher place, like looking at yourself, do the crazy things you do so that then you actually are conscious of it. And she Mm -hmm. had a moment where she's in, she's a blogger and she's in her room and she hears her husband open the dishwasher and her immediate, she watches herself have this immediate response of first anger at herself because she didn't because he had to do it like she didn't get it done first, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And then anger at him, and then you know the whole guilt and the shame spiral and every, and she was able to watch it. So the, the cool part about that is, you know, a year ago she would have just been in it. Right? She'd have just been right. angry and pissed off. So the cool that's the great part is now we're stuck she's becoming conscious. Uh-huh. And then she gets to deal with how does that show up in a relationship because he's used to always just saying, Could you get me that or could you hand me that? Or you know, and she's starting to get to where it's like, Hey, you know, that's just as close to you as it is to me. <laughs> like I can yeah. you right. can pick that up yourself. Um, but not from a place of shame or blame or any of that. So that's the stuff that we work on. And I was so inspired to hear that you actually are coming from a, and were raised in a completely different paradigm. And so right. I wanted to share that with our guests. So I'm now I'm going to shut up and just let you talk. Um, so I would love <laughs> okay. to have you share with them and what you do. Because I also know that you're a, a spiritual coach for women uh, mm-hmm. in the Midwest. We call it spirituality. So Exactly. <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from Michigan, so I know the Midwest. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, you, got, you got the dialect down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, so, that's funny. Uh, yeah, so please share with us uh, about your work and what, you, what you're up to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I've um, I've been coaching for a few years now, and I do a lot of different workshops on spiritual, creating spiritual cra- practice and foundation 
meditating and journaling. Um, and then more recently I've been working on, um, launching my online coaching business. Um, yeah, you know, I have just, I've always had a real passion for working with women too. I grew up in a family full of women. I have two older sisters and I have nieces that are more like my little sisters and my nieces. Um, and then when I was in high school, I started a modeling career. And so I went out in the world and traveled and lived all over the world doing that for quite a few years. It was just constantly around other girls and young women. Um, so I just gained like a real broad perspective on girls and women, and especially in the modeling industry, how girls are expected to act and often be, are treated um, to not really have much of a voice and just kind of be the prop. Um, and I always kind of struggled with that side of things. And then as I got older um, and I, you know, had children of my own, I was always very passionate about like, raising my children myself. I had my babies at home. Um, I just sort of embraced like my womanhood and that sort of inherent femininity. Um, it just came naturally to me. And as time went by and I, you know, was raising my kids, I just noticed like such an imbalance in our society with women and I think just this real imbalance with like masculine and feminine um, and I didn't often I still don't sometimes often relate to women wanting to be so much equal to men on so many different levels and I feel like it's kind of an unpopular stance and so I thought about it a lot I've written about it a lot but I never really talked much about it because I felt like a lot of women didn't really quite understand where I was coming from and then more recently um, what you and I spoke about a few weeks ago was, you know, with everything happening politically in our country, um, and so many women, I felt just in Facebook and social media feeds, you know, living in just a lot of fear and uncertainty and fearful of their daughters and what's going to happen to their future. And I didn't really feel that way. And I thought maybe something's wrong with me. <laughs> um, mm. and so I was, you know, in the shower, I was telling you at the gym one day, that's when I have some of my craziest thoughts and I don't know if it's a post-workout or something, but it just kind of dawned on me that, you know, I wasn't necessarily raised, I come from the Mohawk Nation, that's one of the six tribes of the Iroquois, or really we're called the Haudenosaunee, but people outside of Indian country typically, you know, know us as the Iroquois Confederacy. And I wasn't raised with all my traditions and ceremonies and language, my um, grandparents stayed on the reservation. My mom had moved us away and um, they had become very Christianized, which was very common in their generation. My grandfather had been taken to a boarding school several times and ran away. And you just learned in that generation to not speak the language and to just sort of get on board with other Americans if you wanted to be yeah. safe and you wanted your kids to be safe, unfortunately. Yeah. So I grew up spending my summers going to visit them on the reservation, but I was often Bible tent meetings and things like that instead of going to the longhouse ceremonies and, and really you know, immersing in our language and things like that. So it really wasn't until I was a little bit later in my late teens and early 20s um, when I went through some pretty challenging times in my life. Um, and I wasn't raised with any religion at all, which I'm really grateful for because I got a chance to find my own path. And when I needed sort of a higher power, so to speak, or that higher source energy to turn to, for me, it was just a no brainer. Like we have the creator and mother earth. And I just always felt very naturally connected um, to that spiritual part of our culture. 
And then I went to college and I really immersed myself and started studying about the political and um, spiritual history of our people. And it was really just this crazy time in my life. I was already going through a spiritual awakening outside of school and the kind of college I went to, I got to choose what I wanted to study. Um, And I was like, I would sit there and read and I would just literally like cry, like kind of mourning, you know, some of the history of, of my ancestors, but just learning and uncovering so much. And so when I was in the shower that day, I realized that our society is a matrilineal society, and it was, was traditionally, and it still is, many um, Iroquois reservations still are sovereign um, societies, and they run their own government, and they practice all their traditions and ceremonies, and women are at the very forefront of all of that in Iroquois society. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, in the government, yes, there's the chiefs, but we have what we call clan mothers and the clan mothers are the elder women in the community and the chiefs go to them for counsel and they go to them when there's big decisions to be made because they just know that women just intuitively, you know, have a more natural intuition inclination to make decisions, not just with the mind, so to speak. Um, Yes. Yeah, and so... Yeah, I mean, I want to stop, just point to that right now, because that, for me, is exactly what Lean Inside is about. Because Mm -hmm. my book is called Lean Inside, Seven Steps to Personal Power, and I assert that there, and maybe it is a cultural, I don't know what it is, but I, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think people would get mad at me for saying this, but I just think women are more able to access their intuition more readily. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying men don't have it. And I know some men who have gotten there and who do have a powerful intuition and they're healers, but I, but women, it's just seems to be right there ready for them to access as as soon as Mm -hmm. it's tapped into, as soon as we tap into it, you know, it's almost like when a woman comes to me, if there's not a ton of baggage to get through, we can just tweak some dials and get mm. her tuned into her intuition, and she's in alignment. You know, like it's like mm-hmm. tuning a tuning a radio, right? I just yes. get her tuned in, and then zoom, man, she just flies because right. that intuition is so accessible, right? Yes, and exactly. that I love it, it, yeah. that. I love that. I'm starting to interrupt. Yeah, you. no, my gosh, no, thank you. No, I mean, and and it's it is there, and I think that's part of the problem in our society today. And so, you know, there's a really beautiful book. I actually got it out so I could share the title of it. It's called Sisters in Spirit: uh, The Haudenosaunee Influence on Early American Feminists. Um, and it's written by this amazing woman, Sally Wagner, and she was one of the founders of the one of the very first women's studies programs in the country way back nice. when in uh, California State University in Sacramento or something like that. So, um, And she just talks about how she was could never figure out the missing piece amongst the whole feminist thing and the early feminists. And when she finally realized that the early feminists, you know, Elizabeth Stanton and Matilda Gage, that they were living in upstate New York amongst all of these Iroquois Haudenosaunee communities. And that's where they were getting all of their influence. And they were seeing how the women in Iroquois societies were treated, you know, economically, politically, spiritually. And it was astounding to them and startling the freedom they had. Um, and everything from the way they got to dress to how their husbands treated them to their voice in the community and the politics and spirituality. Um, even just the fact that we call the earth mother earth to them was just amazing. 
So yeah. that's where a lot of that came from. So, you know, it was traditionally always here. Um, and yeah, women are revered in our culture as life givers. Um, and everybody has... As they should a, be. As they <laughs> should be. And I mean, it's, yes. It's, it's, yes, exactly. <laughs> Amen. But even children, you know, everybody has a voice in the community. So everybody feels like they have a part to play and a role to play. And so there isn't any... If you have a needing to feel equal to something else, the women don't need to feel equal to men on any level because they're already so honored and respected and held up on a pedestal. And, you know, men have their place and children have their place. Um, and of course, more tra- this was much more traditionally back in the day. I mean, it still runs this way on many reservations, but it's, it was just the normal way of life then. Um, and so I just think when I had that sort of thought in the shower that day, I realize that I I just don't feel like I always connect because I think my spirit is more connected with my culture. And I didn't grow up, you know, with all of my traditions and stuff, but I I did come from my mom and, you know, she's, she's full Mohawk and I wasn't raised at all with any feminism or, you know, marches or having to be equal to men. That just wasn't a part of a conversation in our family at all. It's just a real strong um, family of, of Mohawk women, I suppose. <laughs> so um, there just wasn't really yeah, a need for that. And so I, I didn't I wasn't I didn't grow up with hearing about any of that or feeling the need for that. So and so my passion is now I and I have felt this for a long time for some reason that I really do think and this is just one of our many teachings. I know this is what we're kind of focusing on today, but there are a lot of teachings and traditions that a lot of non-Native people are not aware of at all. And I think it would be so powerful and it's so pertinent today to bring some of these to the forefront and, yeah, to teach women, um, you know, that this is how it can be. And I went back to the intuition thing. It's just how it's worked out over, you know, so many centuries in society that women have, have really lost touch with that femininity that's so powerful and so beautiful and I think we've gotten so far away from that, trying so hard to be equal to men, and, and we've lost touch with that. And I think that's just a big imbalance in our society today um, with how yeah. children are being raised. And, you know, and I certainly, like I said to you on the phone, I'm not saying women's place is at home to raise her children. Like, I don't, I get that. That's, you know, women, but I think that we've gotten away from women seeing the power and the beauty in that, um, in, in your feminine role as a woman. If that makes sense. Yes. No, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. And and right now I think what's going on, and I think that we'll get back there because, you know, that used to be all there was for women. That was the honoring place. And that's where you could have honor and could have, you know, that's where you got your kudos for lack of a better word. Right. Um, And now we're shifting into, we've shifted into women are trying to do all the things again, trying to be the CEO and the mom. And Mm -hmm. I just, I think we'll swing back. I I mean, I only this only swing back knowing that it doesn't make a woman because before I think it was like, but that job wasn't as important as Mm -hmm. whatever the guys were doing. Right. Right. Yeah, it does. And I, I think we're in such a cool time. It's like, you know, especially with like what we're doing and what we're learning so much about as coaches and entrepreneurs and running online businesses. Like we're in that it's a beautiful place for women to be able to still be professionals and run your own business and be able to do it, have that freedom based life that we're all sort of after. And that's why partly why we love this job. 
Um, right. So, you know, and I think that's another reason, things in network marketing and all these other things out there that are creating jobs for women from home where they can have both. And you're right. I think more and more women are, they're wanting to come back to take care of their family and be there for the kids and be that that powerful, um, you know, feminine sort of power in the household that kind of creates the state for everybody. So, um, yeah, and I, I think once that's my passion as a coach is to help women get back to their sort of authentic self and start creating a life from something that's true to them inside um, yeah. instead of creating a life based on fear or having to make this much money or everything outside of you. Um, and like you said, for some women, it is, you just do those tweaks and they can, you can get in alignment and get rid of some of those limiting beliefs and boom, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. definitely. And I think that what I keep coming at that I'm hoping that women get from me is I want them to do what they want and what they're called to, not yeah. based on what society tells you is valuable and important, but what you want. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, we're I totally think that that's the learning the is to be able to get into what is it that is calling me forth and what, where do I get my juice? Knowing if I go there, everything else will, it'll all work out. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's finding that, you know, sort of your dharma, your purpose, your calling, whatever that is. And I think that might be, that was another thing, you know, in, in Iroquois culture and, you know, indigenous culture in general, often anywhere around the world is, um, you know, it, traditionally people were very in tune with that. Everybody you know, was believed to have been born with a purpose and you were given your name based on you know, your native name based on what your purpose was. And it usually came through dreams from the elders. I mean, it was all so very connected, you know, and so yeah. people didn't feel unaligned or inauthentic because they just were. But, and I think you're right. And it's funny because I, my mom and I talk about this a lot, that just everything that we're trying to, everyone's trying to get back to what was already originally here. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. before European yeah. settlers came. I mean, the original environmentalists were my ancestors or our ancestors, yes. you know, and and yes. the original feminists were the elderly, uh, elder women in our community. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So yes. it's just funny yeah. when you think about it. Like, everyone's trying to scramble back to that after so much damage has been done. But that's okay. Oh we'll get God. there. We'll yeah. get there. <laughs> well, I mean, can you imagine? Could you imagine a Fingers world where if, if we could have, like, yes. gone back and reverse engineered everything and had... Right. Instead of instead of the massacre of <laughs> of native peoples, we actually came here and learned the. I mean, God, we would have such yes. a different world. You know, I like know. Oh, it just makes me. <laughs> oh, it's it so does. Crazy. Um, but you guys think about and, it, kind of like yeah. Well, I mean, I I just you know I'm saying constantly. One of the things I know, and I think you probably know this as a coach, is that, that what we resist persists, and so mm-hmm. I have a little. I take issue with the whole resist movement because yes. what I know is that all those who are fighting against everything that we're doing, they're resisting us exactly. and we will continue to persist. <laughs> I was yes. just at a conference. I was just at a conference the last three or four days mm-hmm. where I'm not going to, I mean, I'm just going to be, you know, I'm always just trying to be straight in my communication. I had a few fears yes. because I felt like, from what I could see of the conference, it was predominantly white. It was predominantly Christian. It was, you know, like I, that's what I could mm-hmm. see of it. I'm telling you, this conversation of transformation is alive and well everywhere. Nice. I mean, 
we were we there were so many open-hearted amazing people there talking about alignment talking mm. about transform personal transformation i mean it is it it we are in a movement and we are yes, shifting yes we are and so what you're doing is so powerful because at the same time it still blows my mind when i hear from women especially women who are in towns like my hometown where mm -hmm. he's still getting home expecting dinner to be on the table, but she's working 40 hours a week. You know, that kind of crap where I'm just like, are exactly. you, are you yeah. freaking kidding me? Like I that know. still exists, it me. <laughs> but it does. It still exists. It it's still alive and well. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. And so we just have to keep doing our work um, so yeah. that we can continue to vet out that conversation. But what I, I love that you're going back to your roots and really mm -hmm. teaching and, and sharing with women about this. Tell us a little bit more about like, how do you start with women? You know, what's your, uh, you know, what's your goal with women? All those things that, uh, that we can yeah. send people your way, those kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, typically I, you know, really get to know a woman based on where she's at in her life. I, you know, every part of her life, I think every aspect is important relationships, children, work, you know, what, um, inspires her, what empowers her, um, sort of, you know, starting to create that vision and getting her to think about new things and new possibilities and new opportunities, and then start sort of clearing out some of the, well, I don't know how that's ever going to come together. So I don't even try. So getting rid of that piece of it, and just giving a woman room to sort of dream bigger and really go inside and look at and, and, and where that housing comes from is all those limiting beliefs. And so you have to clear that stuff out. And it doesn't have to take forever. Sometimes it's one or no. two writing exercises, you know, and they yeah. realize they got this from a teacher in school or something their dad said once. I mean, the work I've done on my own coaching, my own self, it's just amazing where some of these stigmas come from. It was like one thing my dad said when I was 14, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I was I just talking about that with a friend the other day about yeah. like, you know, it's like, it's so funny and somebody will like have like a similar type of statement and then all of a sudden you're like, bam, in that space, 14 year old girl. Yeah. Like, holy crap, yeah. this is just happening and it's so real and so true and then when you recognize it, the power of recognizing it and being able to be like, that's 14-year-old me going crazy. You know, that's 14-year-old mm -hmm. yeah. me responding versus like adult woman responding uh, is incredibly empowering. Yeah. It is. And, and it it, for me, even. Dramatic. No, it doesn't. It can be a small thing. and it, But it's amazing. Like when I first was aware of it, I'm like, oh, that can't be what's really like screwing up my whole mindset around success and money. And then I'm like, yeah, actually it is. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. actually it can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think it's just easy to take a lot of those little things for granted. And and I love the name of your podcast because it's doing the work. And I always yeah. tell them like, it's not, this isn't therapy where you were just going to sit here and talk. You yeah. have to put the work in yep. and yeah. you have to be willing to yeah. get uncomfortable and get out of your comfort zone. Um, yeah. So just a lot of uh, writing around limiting beliefs, kind of starting, um, I do exercises where I help women start just creating a new story, getting rid of an old yeah. stale story that's not Great. serving them so, anymore. Um, nice. And I just think everything I do is ultimately, like I said, just really helping them get inside of themselves and start creating the relationship they want, a new career they might want from the inside out. Yeah, and lean inside, can, lean, inside, take, lean inside, lean inside, lean inside, exactly, oh yeah, totally, right, yay, yeah, yeah exactly, and so, you know, yeah. what's amazing to me, and is, and this is why we talk about doing the work, is I say in my seminars, I say it in my book, I say it in my seminars, I say it every chance I can, 
you mm-hmm. will go unconscious. You will go unconscious. Mm-hmm. You're designed, you're not designed to stay awake. I mean, the way our, our brains are designed, we will go back into robot zone just like that. And so yeah. doing the work is all about like, I don't care what resonates with you. If it resonates with you, go do it and stay conscious so that you can get, otherwise you're not conscious of the conversations that may just sound like a regular conversation, but yeah. are literally your barriers to you being able to accomplish things or exactly. being able to be fully self-expressed. I was just sharing with Becca, you know, one of my big conversations is always having to do it right and that trying to get yeah. it right. Mm-hmm. And I finally identified, I have known that that's a conversation, but I got my originating, the, the very first origination of that recently has come to my consciousness. Finally. <laughs> it's taken yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> finally. Damn it. <laughs> but it was so powerful for me to get that because I could see myself at two and a half, three years old saying to myself, I just can't get it right. I just right. can't get it right. And feeling so devastated at three years old that I was going to let my sister down because she wanted me to sing a song that I couldn't pronounce, mm. you know, but so devastated yep. at two and a half, three years old that I was going to let my big sister down. And then knowing that I create that experience for myself over and over and over again. And it does yeah. not matter how many people I make a difference with or how many Facebook pages are full of women telling me how powerful I am and what a difference I make. My experience is I can't ever get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and, mean, you know, that's and it's insane. The <laughs> <laughs> work never ends. It's you know, wired, like you said, it's you know? constantly yeah. just when you think you've, you know, peeled back that layer, there's just there's always yeah. more work to do. I mean, fortunately for us, we love this work. We're obsessed with it yes. and it's what we yeah, live yeah. day in and day out, and I do too. Mm. Um, and I think for the most part, people who come to coaching and really immerse themselves and really put the work in, um, you know, they they they're on that path as well. And uh yeah. Yeah, because you're right. You will go unconscious and you can't, you got to build such a powerful, strong foundation for yourself and personal growth and spirituality that, um, yeah, you're going to veer off every now and then, but for the most part, it's, that's just the path you walk is your lifestyle. Part of the veering off, especially when you're unconscious to some of those conversations that are running you. I have women Mm -hmm. that try to do my work perfectly. You know, like they try to do this personal development work perfectly. Mm, exactly. <laughs> trying to do it all right and trying to do it perfectly. So then they beat the crap out of themselves because they've got one more thing that they're holding themselves, holding their feet to the fire around. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, God, if you could I just. can't even do personal development right. Well, right. right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. That can I hear oh, that all God. the time. From people. All the time. Yes. <laughs> And, or people no, come to apologize to me because they've failed. At, I'm like, yeah. you can't fail at this. You can't like, fail at this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I just can't keep going. I screwed up, and now I, I, I I've ruined it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I, I've noticed for myself. Me, I think I failed your course. <laughs> like, you think yeah, it's amazing <laughs> how he's speak to ourselves. But what I've noticed for myself when stuff like that comes up, and I've noticed this, noticed this more recently, it's usually just my, it's fear of actually yeah. moving forward, you know, and I'm oh, just gosh, finding yeah. ways to sort of beat myself up because then I realize, oh, it's not really that I'm mad at myself. I'm just afraid that, you know, if it's not perfect and I do it anyway, it's actually going to go somewhere. And then what's yeah. going to happen when I'm successful, yeah. you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like when you get out of your own way, if I really get out of my own way, and I really like move past this, then what excuse do I have as exactly. well? Like, and so then it's like the fear, it's, it's like that 
we've talked about it a lot on the podcast is that fear, fear that comes from unworthiness mm-hmm. and that natural like unworthiness place that we sort of are bred and born into. And, yep. and then it's really sort of chipping away at that unworthiness conversation. And that's never over because it's always going to keep popping up in different ways in ways that you haven't dealt with yet. If you yeah. haven't yeah. gone there to deal with that bit of unworthiness, you know, yeah. you can't when your brain let that gets part smart, go. So. Exactly. Disguising it as something different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like and it's gonna, tricky. You become you a know? smart rat, and then it used to be, I want to kill myself, and now it's, I just want to get out of here. <laughs> it's like exactly. same conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's an upgrade exactly. to the same conversation. Yeah. Different disguise. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Well, Aaron, it's been great to have you on the on the show. Um, where yeah. can people find you? Uh, what you know, tell us where we'll have resources Definitely. for our folks, things like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm sort of working with my website guy. We're kind of revamping things right now, but it's just AaronVertis.com. And that should be good to go again in just the next week or so. Um, And then I have uh, my Facebook page. You can just punch in Aaron Vertis Coaching. Um, And those are the two best ways to find me. Wonderful. And we will make sure to link to those in our show notes. And just as a reminder to everybody, those are at jayandbecca.com. Every week when we do um, release an episode, we'll have uh, the episode available to listen, but also the show notes, which will include some of the books or um, links to different websites and those type of things that we have uh, about that we've talked about during the podcast. And we will make sure to point everybody, excuse me, I uh, got choked up there. Uh, point everyone in your direction uh, to Aaron Verdes Coaching. Uh, I'll find you on Facebook and a brand new website that we're super excited to check out. And I'm I'm just so excited that you are doing this work and coming from this place um, as a coachee, not a coach. I you know I think that it's so important what you're doing, and mm-hmm. I'm just incredibly grateful um, that you were willing to come on with us. And one of the questions that we do like to ask folks before we let them go is, if you had one bit of advice, one thing that you would recommend to our folks who are out there doing the work, what would mm-hmm. that be? Hmm. Clear down. Good question. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just going to go with the first thing that comes to mind, because then I'll start thinking about it too much. Um, I would just say, you know, do be okay with getting uncomfortable for a while and something I used to do some health coaching and I would always tell folks that there's going to be a lag time in between the change you start to make and when you start to feel and notice the change and get through that time and let the momentum start to build but be okay with getting uncomfortable and do the work you have to do to get to that more authentic place within yourself because the freedom and liberation that comes from that spiritually, psychologically, emotionally, um, is amazing. And for me, it's, it's really the only way to live. And until you are willing to do that work and get more authentic and start creating the life from that place, I don't really think we're really living. So I love that. And so, you know, that world of not making it wrong where you are, you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like, I I think people get started with this and then they start to have naturally sore muscles. um, And then they're like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this. No, you should. It's pretty much right where you're supposed to be all the time. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Well, Erin, I want to acknowledge and appreciate you for being a stand for all women and especially for, uh, you know, really, I love this. And I'm going to keep that vision for, you know, I hadn't. 
I hadn't thought about that vision, but I really um, like your vision of having women come around to being uh, in a place of knowing their honor and their worth and um, almost like back in the good old days only with uh, real yes. level of – with real honor and real, and real worth. Exactly. Um, and I, well, that's I can what see I'd like it, to And do. I get what you're saying and I can totally see it and I'll, I'll hold that vision with you. So I really want to acknowledge and appreciate you for bringing this to us because it's, it's, a, it's a different way to look at it. It is, yeah, and my goal eventually is to bring, you know, a lot of these, like, older, you know, traditions and teachings and team them up with some where we are in modern society, and I'd really love to start doing some retreats around this for women, so that'll, if people look at my um, Facebook and my uh, website, as that comes together, I'll, I'll make sure to put that on there, too. Wow, yeah, we'll, yeah have to, we'll have to call you when we get our doing the work retreat set up. Yeah, and other coaches. <laughs> We've I been talking about that, that process, so we'd awesome. love to come and learn. So thank you so much, and as always, join us at the Doing the Work Facebook page. Uh, we would love to have you there and share in your thoughts about this kind of different way of approaching things, um, and also just where are you right now and what you're doing in the work that you're doing. Let us know so we can all support you in that path. So we'll see you all next week. Thanks so much again, Aaron. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us again this week on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We appreciate you so much, and we invite you to join us at Doing the Work with Jay and Becca on Facebook. Uh, We have a great discussion group there going, or visit us at jayandbecca.com for show notes. We have uh, pullouts of links to the books and the things that we talk about. And as always, we are here for you and we want to be part of your weekly self-care. So thank you so much for listening. Stay connected and most importantly, be kind to you. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Jay, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.